Artistic bastard. <laughs> Not much, mate. I'm just getting my froth on deluxe for the Rippy Was finals, mate. I am jacked and ready. <laughs> oh, mate, that's the kind of energy it deserves, Ron. That's the kind of energy it deserves. Oh, mate, you've been there. You've been in the thick of it. King, what's it like? The world of surfing, this is a new concept still. It's one year old. We've had one taste of it. It was a pretty glorious day now that we've, uh, you know, got the benefit of hindsight. What was it like being in the thick of it, mate? Like, what, what did you learn from that week and that day? Oh, I honestly think like it was, it was like a tour in itself. It was like the fucking like world, world series. It really had the enormity of the sport deserves like that proper pinnacle and platform of, you know, you fought a season and it's like the playoffs. And I, I just, I um I reckon like being around it um it had a fucking had like I don't know the Madison Square Garden it kind of mm. had the fight that fucking fight of the deck I just it just gave it what it deserved I reckon I thought I don't know if you picked up on it from the audience but being being there it just fuck it it it, it gave it what it deserved. Mmm, the thriller in Manila, the rumble in the jungle, the pop blood vessels at Trestles, mate. That's how it went down. <laughs> uh, broke our hearts a little bit, of course, last year. I mean, you were in Camp Gabby. Uh, we did have a couple of Aussies, uh, you know, fighting for world titles. But with that connection, uh, obviously, you know, the, the tie-in and, and that, as we saw that relationship build through the year and then sort of wind up. It gave Australia something to cheer for, Kingy, because, you know, we were so stoked for you to be a part of that journey, mate, and it was just an amazing thing to see you work oh. with, with, you know, like one, a guy who's going to be one of the all-time greats. I mean, he already is, three world titles, but what did you learn, mate, about handling, you know, the pressure leading into it um, and, and just managing him, the athlete, on the day? Well, like I said, I, I think like the way that we saw it was um, was the opportunity to be iconic. Um, so we saw that like obviously with that being the biggest stage um, and to be remembered, that there had to kind of rise to that. So that obviously was the preparation with the flip um, and like not just winning as in like a, a tour year, but winning to be remembered. So it was kind of like... I think we gave it the credit that it deserves. It was almost like a Broadway. Um, that's going to be the biggest fucking stage. So make a statement on that stage. So it was more performance, performance focused, not points winning and title outcome mm. focus. It was so being that, memorable. That, that flip was completely scripted. That was uh, that was something you guys had talked about to go. If we're going to win it, let's win it with a fucking mind boggling bang. Oh shit! Yeah, the preparation and attempts that went into that, like Gabe just. Just knew that that was um that yeah that that was properly orchestrated. There was three weeks leading wow. into that. 
Wow. Yeah, that, that wasn't a me. Yeah, that was, yeah, there was preparation and planning in that. that oh, you genius. You absolute no, genius, right. King. No, no, no. It was like, I'm saying it was, it was fucking all gay, mate. Like, it was all gay, but it was just, you know what? Like, just saw it like um, the way that Trestle's was treated as, a, as almost like a point break. And we just like, it was missing points on that first section. Mm. Um, you know, like um, on on that like statement turn and looking at it as as what I figured for entertainment was going to be that fucking straight off the bat, that one wow factor, um, instead of looking at it as if a, a full completion of a, of a point break or a wave, like it was like every section was worth 10. Mm. So get that 10 wherever that comes from. Um, and then obviously on a left under priority is always a um, always a decent option, you know, straight back out the back. It's not like it's going to go all the way down the end of the rock. So how many contingency plans did you have in for the, you know, the different types of waves that you might be greeted with? Well, the thing was, is like you knew that swell was really like kind of knew what the forecast was. Mm. So, um, But you, was, you're saying was, three weeks of prep. I mean, you could basically get anything. No, well, like I said, that that like you could have seen like he did that at Salt Creek on a on a shorey, like he did that flip on a shorey. If you look back over his insty as well, you can mm. see that he was prepping on a dead shorey. So that flip was, um, you know, he, he could have he could have pulled that whether it was two foot or ten feet. Yeah. All right, mate. Well, look. Just uh, on that, you know, like there's all the prep, there's all that sort of uh, hype, there's the narrative that you're creating. It's like, okay, we're going to win, we're going to win big. How do you manage him on game day? Like what were sort of uh, sort of tricks or, or just sort of, I don't know, what's the flow of your relationship with him when it's game well, on? Well, you know what, like the whole thing, you, you, you're spot on was like, I just think him, him, him having the trust that he could come in late and didn't have to get, caught up in the hype or be drained by that hype. Um, so oh, basically that's where the caddy comes into it, where I was just sending him regular updates of, of what was going on and the, and the changes and what part of the tie was going to be come about and the consistency. So that's kind of like the mapping part where um, he could he could kind of keep and maintain his energy and come into it, um, come into it like, basically into the semi-final because it's a freaking long day. You don't want to be down there from, from nah. um, dawn till dusk. So I I guess it was like, it was all about the buzz management and the buzz management was getting him there as late as possible because because of the intensity and how full on it was mm. going to be. Mm. And, and look, so you were down there all day. How was the, how was the, uh, the energy for you to try and deal with so that you were on point and really sharp and focused by the time he got there? Well, I'm as de- deaf as your dead granddad, so I just switched my ears <laughs> off and just focused on the. I just focused on the lineup and just kept me tech. So even uh, if people were talking to me, I didn't know. That's incredible. Well, mate. All right, look. This year, uh, have you had a chat to any of the world title charges for this year? I mean, uh, your head coach at Surfing Australia, obviously, and um. Is that sort of part of your role to sort of, I don't know, send a message of support at least or, or does it involve a bit more than that? Yeah, well, like I said, I, I respect I respect their own hubs, you know. Like mm. they've got they've got their own crew. So I guess just, just um, externally, I definitely mentioned things about momentum, like how the year was trending in um, Jack and Ethan's favour with, mm. with the way, the way that it um, – 
the way that an entire season goes, it's really hard to be on for that whole period of time. So, what, what did you, you notice, see, Kingy, that that made it so? What What did you notice in the judging trends and the way that those guys were surfing that was actually leaning towards them uh, in terms of the trend? I just think in, again, like swinging it back from full progression back into a bit of um bit of rail mm. and functionality and that seamlessness. Like, I think um. I think both of those are married now. Like you can't get away with either. Like you can't can't be like you probably would have noticed that. Yeah, that that sort of maximum speed and flatness out of the lip um, took a little bit of a backseat to the mm. that rail engagement and the seamlessness. That's still maximum speed, but they they brought it they brought it back a little bit. I reckon on the mm. uh, you know if, if you were to talk about the yeah that that meter of just just being airs and just being. Um, that speed out of the lip. I think. Um, I think it definitely be um, Jack and Ethan have influenced it and brought it back. Music, sweet music. There's a lot of uh, you know, particularly Australian surfing has always sort of held a a fair candle in the air for that sort of style of of surfing. Uh, I guess Southern California as well with the current influence. But yeah, Italo, mate. I mean, he's, he's barely broken into the eights this year. I mean, he was just landing hail marys for three years in a row there without really ever dipping below the nines so there has been a big change there um how would it yeah. sit with you if if he came through and won it do you think he can he can do it with the hail mary one turn wave like that you're talking about the trestles gives you that 10 point moment rather than a, a complete wave no i don't i think i think as i said with the momentum and the trend i, I don't think that's possible this season i think that's the shift um is that that um the just the way that those crew now, like that Hail Mary now has to be linked up with functionality mm. and, um, and and smoothness and variety. Like I think it's just gotten to that stage where they, they value that again in the criteria. So I, I, I personally don't think it's possible. I think it's shifted this year. Mate, um, I know that you're good mates with Tommy Whitaker. He's got Steph Gilmore in there as well as Kanoe Garashi. Uh, he's a he's a top line athlete uh, in his day as well. He he's been deep in the mix, uh, not so much in the hunt for a world title himself, but he played a part and surfed a final in a world you know world title winning heat against Fanning. I think two thousand and seven, around about then. Uh, what what does he bring to athletes, particularly to someone like Steph? Yeah, well, Tommy, like not only has he got that experience, but he um. Like he just he's he's got uh, he's got a, like a, a real different step from from his brothers being involved with some um, union and um so he he brings like a heap more strategy towards that like mm. I think um yeah like Tommy um like obviously not only as an athlete and, and in, but like the amount of um like uh, effort and time like that he's invested that's what. You know, like I just think that uh, continuity that the athletes have, like Tommy, um, Tommy's brought that, like even all the way through ISO, like he did freaking six weeks in a hotel room last year. So that's three stints of ISO. Like he's never, he, he he's never customised it. It's all about the athlete. You know, mm. like he's never he's never done anything for himself. And I think there's so much power in that um, sacrifice that he's made. Mm. Um, yeah, like he's never, it's never faltered. Like it's become a new model due to COVID, you know. Like, um, 
yeah, like where the, the, a lot of the athletes don't have that continuity. You know, they're, they're going between local experts and local local coaches just because the expense of travel and the uncertainty of travel these days. And Tommy, um, Tommy's ridden that out, and he's just got that continuity with the athletes. It's pretty powerful. Yeah, man. Well, uh, he's done an incredible job. He almost had three surfers, you know, in his uh, kit bag surfing for a world title. Kanoa obviously uh, bumping. Griffin out, not through uh, any fault of their own, though. They just absolutely went so hard at Chopes, those guys. Um, who's uh, who's coaching Jack Robbo? So, Bemmy's probably in Jack's corner with um, Yago's dad. Is that right? Yeah, with Leandro. Like, Leandro, they, yep. Yeah, they're, they're, um, they're such a freaking awesome team, you know, like um, Leandro and Bemmy. Like, Leandro sort of brings the passion and um, the intent and – in the coaching and Bemi sort of offsets that with just just um being that, like his jackass and being that much fun to be around. <laughs> so he's just got the hellest team. Like um they really really freaking work well together and um yeah I've I've, I've had a really good opportunity to spend a lot of time with Leandro and I, I respect him so much as a coach. Mm. Like he he um just like I said, he's he's absolutely all in. Like it's just um it's not just, you know, like a, an outsider where he's technical or tactical. He actually the guy really cares like about his charges and um and then Bemi, like I said, Bemi's got obviously all the experience and that and mm. he offs he offsets um um a lot of the sort of that, that media and and you know, he's he's Jack's voice for that. Mm. That um in in groups and sort of um integrates Jack really well. Like that's just a fuck. They've got a great scene. Yeah, they do. And I I really appreciate the way that Bemi manages Jack's energy. I mean, Jack's become the absolute Krishna of this year's tour. Um, you know, we saw Griffin trying to tap into that. You know, that peace of mind and managing energy and tempo. And and just no one's done it better than Jack. Like his consistency is amazing and. I think Bemi has a big part of that, you know, because he, he can ramp him up right at the right time, get him really in a, in a headspace to attack and then pull him straight back down to earth and chill him out within moments. Like, it's it's incredible mind control, really. Fuck, yeah. You've got a really good observation on it because, um, you know, obviously I've been around about half the tour this year and I just just definitely noticed that. And watching them, watching them work together as well, like, I just mm. think that um, – yeah, like, I, yeah, I reckon it's been unreal to see Bemi sort of evolve into that as well. You know, like he's always, he's been, um, he's been, he's worn many hats on tour, obviously, with the Volcom team manager, but he's evolved into that, like that coaching role, um, and and creating that. Yeah, I, I just think like his evolution into that's been unreal. Like it's been really cool to watch. You know, like I mean, obviously used to travel with Bemi in the nineties and that, mm. and, um. Fuck, he's just he's one of those guys that you just want to be around, eh? Like oh, he just makes time. everything that much fun. Like <laughs> he does. He really does. So this is unreal, yeah. man. I'm loving this insight into sort of the, the the mechanics of the the engine rooms behind these campaigns. What about Ethan, mate? I mean, is who's he's working with, Bede? Ethan, um Ethan's gonna have um snips over there, Mike Parsons. Wow, so he's getting the Californian yeah. connection. Yeah, and like I'm saying, I think Snips just brings that, like his ability to read forecasts and strategize. Um, it's just unreal. And and Ethan's Ethan's done that 
teach you, you know, as as Carissa does to some extent as well by using like local experts. Mm. Um, um, Ethan's sort of adopted that model. So other than travelling with Bill, his um his father who gives him that consistency um and and obviously security on the on the tour because it's a freaking lonely place um he uses local experts so yeah he's got snips in his corner for the trestles yeah that's amazing yeah i mean you couldn't really ask for anyone better there's he's been working with guys who have just made that little zone their absolute sort of bread and butter over the last few years uh men and women but mate um let's put your coaching hat back on uh, mm. let's, let's pretend that all these guys, uh, the two Aussies and, uh, on the men's and the, and Steph Gilmore, are, are all under your umbrella for this comp. What, what are you telling them? How, how are you going to deal with these individuals and get them primed to, uh, bring this trophy back to Australia, the land of ibises on wheelie bins and goannas, root and koalas? <laughs> I mean, that, that's exactly it. Um, probably just psych them up. No, no, no. Um, <laughs> mate, honestly, honestly, yeah, I just think um, that's what, that sounded like a bit of a coach whisper of that little speech you just led on to us there, um, Borny. Um, but that, um, mate, I, I just think personally, like, I just reckon that um, not too dissimilar to Gabe, like, they have to pay respect to what that event is. Like, they not only... So you would prep them, basically, like in their training, you would be pushing them and maxing them out for whatever it is um, that they, they're capable of um, and where that's going to fit. So there's so many different types of waves in Trestle. So where their strengths are, um, like where their strengths are and what part of the wave that that's going to fit on. So there's three different types of waves at Trestle. So mm. you're kind of going to have to personalise it, but whatever, whatever green face that they need it, execute um their strengths then that's what you're after like so um but it has to be foot to the floor every section has to be valued as a 10 you can't go into it half ass and protect anything it's um there's no protecting at that stage it's just it's it's the absolute best performance of a lifetime oh mate you've got me that jacked up kingy here we go mate how's it going to play out <laughs> who's going to be lifting those trophies men's and women's who, who, who do you see doing it getting it done Oh, I'm well, gonna have to go, mate. Like, like you said, the Goanna, the Goanna. <laughs> I'm gonna have to. Um, I'm gonna have to go with Steph. I went with Steph last year. I still, like I said, I, I, I just Steph, Steph. If if it's pump and trestles, like Steph um, for the women, and then for the men, um, just Jack and Ethan. Unfortunately, going to come up against each other. Uh, um, yeah, so with that, um, yeah, I'm just going to have, I, like, just with the momentum and the way that everything's going, the progression, and uh, I'm going to have to go with Jack. Wow, it's such a hard one, isn't it? I, I was, I got asked that question today as well by uh, Tracks Magazine was sending a survey around there. I was going, I don't want to split those two, mate. This is, it's going to be, no. you know, I, I just hope that they do get to surf that heat because... Uh, yeah, it'd just be such an amazing thing to see one of those two guys go into the final. And um, I, I do believe it's not all Felipe's. I really think it's, uh, you know, I, I, it's not that he's got a weakness out there. It's just that those guys are good enough to steal it from him. And, and I think that they've got every chance. Mate, I, I, I totally agree. And, that, and unfortunately, that isn't going to play out in the final, which would have been ideal. And I just think, I just think back to... Um, 
back to that J-Bay final and just watching Jack Robbo. It looked like he was in a skate park, you know. When we talk about value and every section is a 10 and, and they say that Trestles was like that, you know. It's the closest thing we've got to a skate park and I just think that's what I have to give Jack Robbo the mm. nod for. But it's, a, it's, um, it's, it's like you said, mate, it's splitting hairs. Yeah, it's unbelievable. I think the reason why I kind of lean just a touch towards Robbo is because his steel and his ability to sit there with 10 seconds on the clock and wait for that wave and then know that he'll go for it. He'll go as hard as he can when he gets it uh, and, and usually complete. Like, that's that's what, I mean, handling pressure is all about. He's, he's turning coal into diamonds at the moment, so... Yeah, I think it just gives him that little bit of an edge if it really comes down to a high-pressure moment. Mate, yeah, you, you, you've got a really good read on it, Vorna. Like, uh, yeah, Cheers, I can't King. disagree with any of that. Yeah, mate. Well, uh, I also do have this shocking ability to jinx the fuck out of everything, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, don't back me. Don't back me in. But, uh, yeah, no, look, mate, it's been such a pleasure to talk to you. I love catching up with the King, and uh, as always, oh. mate, you know, your insights into... How this thing's going to play out, your experience there. It was an absolute joy to see you, you know, get that world title moment last year. And, you know, hopefully oh, you, you'll get to experience it again this year, mate. But as a surf fan and as a fair income Aussie legend. Oh, mate, no, you got me that pumped. I've been doing push ups while I'm on the phone with you as we speak, mate. <laughs> <laughs> on you, King. Love you, buddy. Good on you, boys. See you, brother. See you, mate. Competition surfing. Pure tour nerdism.